This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 162. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Hey, hey, Spapreneurs. Ramona Rice here with another solo episode. I'm actually kicking off a series I am calling the Exclusive Series. I am going to go through the five excuses that are holding you back. And why are we using excuses? They're easy. They're relatable. They allow us the opportunity to kind of get out of things we know we need to do. And I am seeing it Throughout the entire wellness space, all of us are using these, myself included. Quarter two is not what I wanted it to be. And I had excuse after excuse after excuse. And so I am calling it out, not only for myself, but for you so that we know what we need to do to get back on track. So today's episode, I'm going to go over the five excuses and some details about them. And then in the preceding weeks, I'm going to do special episodes with um, a focus on each excuse, breaking it down and giving you the tools and tricks and methods you need to get past the excuses and get into actually getting stuff done. Again, my name is Ramona Rice. I am the host of the Spapreneur Podcast. And again, I invite you, um, if you want to keep up with our excuses series, join our Alliance group. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Spapreneur, or just look up Spapreneur Alliance on Facebook and you'll find it. Join. It's a free community where you'll meet like-minded Spapreneurs where no excuses are allowed. All right. Excuse number one, clients. Clients are always a great excuse for not getting stuff we want because it's one of the things we actually cannot control. And we just, you know, the clients come in and I don't know, but y'all, but doesn't it feel like lately the clients have been extra? I'm not sure if it's just they are lost their people skills, what little they had during the pandemic and they hadn't seen us, but they just feel like they're just needy and clingy or bitchy or whiny. I'm not sure what it is, but clients are an excellent excuse to get out of things. The problem is, is that we must have clients in order to do our job. There's no getting around it. So the first way to get over the excuse that the clients are, terrible or there's there's two types of excuses when it comes to clients. First is the clients are terrible and they misbehave. All right. Well, in episode 148 of the podcast, um, you know, we had the CEO, Corey, from Conscious Council on and he talked about having a client standards agreement. Um, you know, that is a contract between you and the client that understands what the client experience is going to be and what you expect from the clients. We actually recently here at De-Stress Express, my day spa, invested in getting a client service agreement and boy, is it making a big impact because it's very clear about our no-show policy, our late policy, um, the fact that you cannot sexually harass us, even jokingly. Um, You know, the fact that, you know, hey, if we don't think you you can handle this deep tissue, we're not going to go past our limit. Um, That if you have any contraindications, we will remove you from the table. That we only have a certain scope of practice. But all this stuff is outlined in a contract that the client signs. It's a terms of service so that it uh, is an 
understanding between my staff and the clients that they see. And that way, in case there's a thing like a chargeback or a client complaint, we can easily say, hey, here's the terms of services that you agreed to. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It is definitely worth the money. I will link in this episode. This is episode 162 of the podcast, the episode 148 of the podcast to hear all about that. But it's really worth the money to have a professional write up a contract like this that you and your clients sign. That's number one. Okay. The other thing is that are you seeking out your ideal client? I talk about this a lot with my mastermind members and my my private coaching clients, but you know, you need to know the ideal client for your overall business. And then you need to know the ideal client for each of your staff members. Um, because you know, if you've got like four or five massage therapists, like I have 30 massage therapists, each one of them has an ideal client. And so they need to know who are they, what do they need, where are they, when did they last come in, why are you the perfect fit for them, and how are you going to serve them? You need to be able to answer those questions because that's going to help you attract those ideal clients and repel the ones that just don't work. And it doesn't mean that the ones we're trying to repel are bad. It just means they're not the right fit for our business. Remember Minnie Totten in an episode earlier this year, she talked about how, you know, especially those of you who really want to specialize in things like craniosacral or ashiatsu, that it's okay for you to say, you know, I only want to specialize in these. So if you want a relaxation massage, I'm not the right fit. It's okay. You want to repel that. So number one, you know, is understanding having client standards and that your clients agree to. But number two, understanding your ideal client. And that is really, really key. The other thing is, is that a lot of excuses are, I don't have enough clients. Well, that's because you're not focusing on the most important thing, and that's retention. Retention as a focus. So as a free um, gift for this episode, I am including a retention calculator, totally, completely free. It's super easy to do, and I will be doing an entire episode um, very soon on how to teach retention strategies to your staff, because retention is the name of the game. It is. I read a study recently that um, I believe it was in Harvard Business Review, where if a business increased its client retention by 5%, it increased its revenue 25 to 95%. Just a 5% retention increase on the clients you're already seeing. So those are the things with clients is that you need to make sure you're getting them back in, that they're behaving themselves, and that you're seeking out the right kind of clients. That's excuse number one we've just eliminated. Clients are not the problem. It's how you deal with them. Excuse number two, I don't have enough time. Now, let me tell you, this season of my life, especially since October, have been the busiest and the most stressful of my life, even more so than when my husband died. So just to give a little background story, in October of 2020, my mother-in-law passed away from breast cancer. Now, this is already sad, and she was older, so we have my elderly father-in-law we're looking after, my, my husband and I, but they also had adopted two special needs daughters, one who's 18 and one who's 23. Well, the 23-year-old has spina bifida, developmental delay issues, and more doctors than I can count. Like My husband this morning was actually writing up a list of doctors um, for a new service we're getting for my sister-in-law. So there's that. So we added basically two brand new children to our household, uh, amidst of a pandemic, in the midst of grieving for my husband's mother-in-law. And I got to tell you, it put a lot of strain on my marriage. It put a lot of strain on me um, to the point where I had to adjust my anti-anxiety medicines. I had to increase my therapy. I had to increase my workouts, all these things. And I did not feel I had enough time for 
anything. And I was basically spinning in my wheels and not getting anything done. Like it was a hot mess. It has just been recently that I've kind of go, okay, I need to prioritize what's important. And one thing that's helped me out is reading The Joy of Missing Out from Tanya Dalton. You'll remember she was a guest recently here on the show. And her book really has helped me cement, understand my North Star, understand where I'm going for my life and my business. But number two, is I had to really understand where my time needs to be invested in and what I need to delegate out. So, you know, I am going to suggest to you if not enough time is your excuse, like you feel like you're like me in this season of I'm trying to do all the things for all the people. I want you to stop. And for a week, I want you to track your hours. And what I mean by that is I want you to track what you're spending your time on. Really, really try your best. Like say, okay, 30 minutes, I'm making dinner. 45 minutes, I'm cleaning, cleaning the bathroom. 50 minutes, I'm with clients, whatever it is. And then at the end of the week, you're going to analyze and you're going to see, okay, what were the hours where I was actually making money? Because as a business owner, we really need to make money. But number two, that I was actually really, really thriving in the roles I'm supposed to be in. And you're going to look at that and you're going to see if there's anything I can delegate. For example, I have delegated my household chores to my husband and my kids because right now I'm running two businesses and it's a lot on me. So I'm like, you know what? The upkeep of my home is going to be with them. I have standards that I like to meet, but I had to say, you know what? They're going to handle it the way they do. And it's a compromise with some things, but I had to delegate that out. Maybe delegating is, for example, Lynn used to here at De-Stress Express, you know, handle all the maintenance stuff. We've now hired someone to be an operations manager to handle the back room, to handle all the ordering and all the other stuff because it was just a time suck for myself and my front desk. So, you know, understanding those roles, you won't know that until you're prioritizing what's important. And you won't know that if you are not understanding where your time's going. So that's really, really important. Once you understand where your time's going and where you can outsource it. The other thing is to block schedule. For example, I am actually recording four or five podcast episodes today. I have a block of time where I can do it. It's quiet here at the office and I can get this done. See, I've blocked up my time. I've prepared. I'm no longer trying to wing it the way I was the last six months. I'm really trying to say, okay, this block of time I'm working on the top three priorities at De-Stress Express. This block of time I'm spending with my kids. This block of time I'm spending with my husband. This block of time I've reserved for myself for working out. These are all really important. Not enough time is not an excuse anymore. We all have the same amount of time. It's how you utilize the time that's really important. And for those of you who are like, wait a minute, Ramona, you have a whole full-time staff to help you run your business. Absolutely, I do. But this still takes time to train them, to motivate them, to keep them going. That's a huge part of my CEO schedule is those blocks to make sure that I'm leading my team. So don't think just because you have staff doesn't mean that you have time issues. Because let me tell you, um, your staff can suck your time the way kids can. Oh my gosh. So you need to make sure you're protecting your time. You need to make sure that you're prioritizing what is important but you can no longer use the lack of time as an excuse. It just doesn't work. All right. Number three, excuse number three, I don't have the knowledge. This one drives me crazy. So we use a lack of knowledge to be like, I don't have, I I don't want to do that because I don't know how to do that. Or I I don't think I could ever do that. (sighs) Okay. Couple things. Number one, 
sign up for business training. <laughs> Even if it's not with me, that's fine. That's fine. Sign up for proper business training. Go to your local chamber of commerce and see if they have a business class. Go to your local community college and see if they've got some business one-on-one classes. Go and, and go to the SBA office and see if they have mentors available. Go to SCORE. Um, or, you know, sign up for Spotpreneur or Mastermind. Um, you know, I, I'm flat I can tell you that my Mastermind members they got their shit going on because they have a roadmap. They've got someone who's ahead of them saying, hey, let me lead you through the thing. You know what they don't do? They don't waste their time, going back to excuse number two, in Facebook groups trying to crowdsource information. Oh, yeah, I'm doing an episode on that because it drives me crazy. I'm telling you, this whole idea of I don't have the knowledge, it's bullshit. Sometimes you think you don't have the knowledge and you're trying to get too much knowledge and not take any action. So you think, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn, and you don't t- actually take action on it. It's like someone taking a bunch of CEU courses and never actually applying what you use CEU-wise in your practice. That's dumb. That's completely dumb. Like, why even bother? Just take the basics online and be done with it. Stop using the lack of knowledge or that you need more knowledge to to prevent you from taking action. You are smart and you're capable and you know what the fuck you're doing. So what you really need to do is sit down and say, okay, I've learned how to do Instagram, for example, and I've taken this course on Instagram. A lot of you are on Instagram and you're doing that. And I'm going to focus on this and not everything in Instagram, but maybe say, okay, I'm going to take the knowledge I've learned about Instagram hashtags. And for 30 days, I'm going to be consistent with my hashtag usage and see if it helps increase my, um, likes and my favorability on Instagram so that I'm more discoverable. And let's see if I can actually track that getting clients because that's the key. Or maybe it's the knowledge of, you know, hey, full schedule method. A lot of you have taken that free course of mine and yet you're not actually doing the work required. You know, just because you've taken the course, just because you think you don't have the knowledge doesn't mean you can't get stuff done. So that's an excuse that needs to stop immediately. Okay. Excuse number four, I mentioned it earlier, not enough staff. Yes. There is a hiring crisis in the United States right now. Um, There's a large part of it is because people either A, are afraid to come back to work, you know, because of COVID and because of illness, whatever. They've gotten used to working from home. So that's one thing too. The other thing is they're expecting to be paid more. Um, You know, a lot of times service industry workers are like, you know what? It's not really worth it working for that much money dealing with the public, you know, all these kind of issues. So, Here's some good news. Number one, that employment extra money, the extra $300 a week is running out starting in September all across the United States and 26 states actually have already eliminated it. So that should be able to help somewhat. And also that PUA for independent contractors, that should be going away soon too. So that will help. And sorry for those of you who are like, but I'm making money off of that. That's great. Good for you. It's time to get your ass back to work. Um, there are day spells like me who need to hire a massage therapists desperately. So that's number one is that that is coming. Number two is like, do you have a hiring plan in place? Like, do you know the steps to bringing on a team member easier? Like, this should be repeatable. This should not be every time you're you're learning. Like, you should be able to set up interviews. And yes, I know a lot of people aren't showing for interviews. We're dealing with it too. But the point is, is that if you have a hiring process in place where you know, okay, this is where we set, we this is where we, you know, put all of the ads. This is where we reach out. This is who does these interviews. This is who does these practicals. This is how we onboard them. It makes an incredibly easier way for HR. Again, you want to, um, you know, there's all average hire slow, fire fast. Well, for some of you, you may have to hire fast because you need the help. So one of the things too is that see if you can form an externship program with a local massage school. We do it with our local massage school and it makes a huge difference because it's basically a four-week job interview 
with massage therapists. We can see how they work with our team, how we work with them, and whether it's going to be a good fit or not. Sometimes it's not a good portion of them are. And we've got people here who have been here at De-Stress Express over 15 years because I can count it because they were here right when Anderson was born. Oh my God, I'm about to be a mom of a 15-year-old. But they've been here that long because of the externship program. So don't turn that away. You know, become friends with your career advisor at your massage school. Um, you know, so don't leave any stones unturned. You know, go, you know, be part of professional associations. Offer bonuses to your staff for discovering new hires. Get on all the platforms. You, yes, you might have to pay to play, but that's business. And you may want to get an HR consultant. We had a wonderful HR consultant, Julie Woodard, who fortunately um, died from COVID earlier this year. But she was great because she handled like all the pre-interviews and just, I, I can't say enough good things about her and I miss her every day. She was just a great person to have. So if you can find somebody like that in your local area, do it. It's worth the money. And finally, understand staff-wise too, who's your ideal team player? I say this a lot and I'm working on some some things for Spotpreneur Mastermind, my um, paid incubator program. But one of the things is there's a great book called Traction by Gina Wickman. Um, you know, read the, at least the first half of it to kind of understand who your great um, hires are because it will help you find your ideal team avatar. And that's really important because then you can attract those people. So having not enough staff, sorry, kiddo, everybody in our industry doesn't have enough staff right now. So again, stop using this excuse and start going, okay, what are maybe if you don't have enough staff, maybe you lower your hours, you know, and so that you don't have to pay a front desk staff to sit there when you don't have massage therapist. Maybe you increase your rates because hello, you there's a supply and demand issue. There's a lot of things you can do with a lack of staff that's actually beneficial. And then finally, excuse number five, the biggest excuse of all, I don't have enough money. All right. Number one, most of you who have um, listened to this podcast for a while know what I'm about to say. Number one, what's rule number one? That's right. Don't fuck with the money. But number two is <laughs> rule number two really should be read Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Seriously, this is a proven system for business accounting and accountability that will enable you to enjoy profits as a business owner. Okay. So that's number one is please read this book. I, I am now at the point where I kind of make it required reading if you join Spotpreneur um, because it's that impactful. And we actually have a few of them um, who Spotpreneurs who have taken it and just run with it. And like we had a Spotpreneur buy building this year because of Profit First. I mean, it's, it's the most miraculous thing to watch and see my spotpreneurs grow using it's actually a really simple accounting system it really is once you get it down number two is knowing your numbers knowing your numbers not going to a freaking facebook group and asking how much should i charge how much should i do this what's the going rate for this no stop that you need to know the following how much money is coming into your business how much money is going out of your business? You need to know your business retention numbers, which again, why I'm doing a free retention calculator as part of this episode, this episode 162 of the podcast. You need to know each staff member's retention numbers. You need to know how many reviews you're getting a month and where they actually are. And then you also need to know the number of email subscribers because if you're going to use full schedule method, which... I highly recommend you do. Um, it's going to allow you to get more clients back in, building that retention number. So important. Number th number three, stop asking for financial advice in Facebook groups. Seriously, it has gotten so bad, y'all, that I have a canned response every time I see it in a Facebook group. And this is the canned response. So if you see this, you now know. Oh, Ramona's doing canned response because the question's moronic. 
Okay. And if I've offended you, turn me off, unsubscribe. I don't fucking care. But stop being a whiny, whiny baby and put your big girl pants on and know your own fucking numbers. Like do the work. Stop asking for crowdsourced information. But you know what? Here's the deal why you can't ask in Facebook groups. Number one, they don't know your business expenses. You need to know your business expenses, your fixed and your variable business expenses. You need to know how much money you want to bring home to your family. You need to know how much money you need to keep in reserve for taxes. It's average about 20%, but you need to know for your specific situation. And then you need to know the market rate in your local area for this service. And if the service is offered anywhere in your area or not, once you know these answers, You shouldn't be able to price your services and products according to your business needs. But asking a group is problematic because, hello, we're all over the world. We're all over the country and costs change depending where you are. So I live in southeastern Virginia. Three hours north is Washington, D.C. And the cost of living there is almost three times as high as it is down here. Only three hours away. I could leave right now and be there in about three hours and spend almost three times as much money for everything from gas to groceries to housing. That's why you can't, well, you can, but you shouldn't ask for this kind of business advice in a Facebook group. It's why I don't allow it in my Facebook group. I've actually had people try and then I've kicked them out or I've warned them, hey, don't ask this kind of question because this kind of question does not serve you or the community. And then they get upset and then I have to kick them out. And I do this because I respect the group so much that I'm like, I'm not going to waste their time getting them to answer questions because it does not matter what Sally in Buffalo, New York is is marketing her services for if your spa is in New York City because the price points are way different. It does not matter what Marjorie in San Francisco is doing if I live in Colorado. The point is, is that you have to stop using no money as an excuse because you can always get more money or here's a better idea. You can use your money more wisely. And again, throughout this series, I am going to be going over that. There's going to be an entire tough love, don't fuck with the money episode that I can't wait to tape because it's time for all of us to stop whining and start moving forward with what we need to do. And again, if you cannot handle this, that's fine. There's a thousand other spa consultants out there. Go talk to one of them. One of them will tell you, oh, baby, it's okay. It's okay. You don't need to know your numbers. No, you can just charge whatever you want to. It's fine. You don't actually need to know that, but they'll be wrong. Or you can listen to somebody who has a seven-figure day spa, who made seven figures last year, even while we were closed for two months. Just saying. If you want more information about this, if you're ready for this kind of coaching, and yes, I'm tough, but I'm fair, and I promise you, I will invest everything I have to make your business successful, you need to check out Spapreneur Mastermind. Spapreneur Mastermind is the only place that I know of where you are going to get actual business information for whatever type of day spa you want to run. That means if you are a day spa of one, I got you. But if you're a day spa like mine, a 30-plus massage therapist, First off, peace be with you. Secondly, I've got you because success is a personal metric. Too often I've seen business coaches be like, you must do it this way. No, that's nonsense. That's, that's nonsense. Even my own business coach will be like things like this. Don't, I'll give you an example. She's like, don't waste your time on TikTok. It's just a bunch of people dancing. She's wrong. Um, I've gotten great response on videos for TikTok. So I'm doing it. It's okay to take 
advice that's contrary, but I am willing that if you surround yourself with winners, if you surround yourself with people who are successful, you can't help but be successful. So head to spapreneur.com, get information, get on a call because I don't just let anybody into the mastermind. You have to have a call with me before we talk and before we invest in this and say, okay, are you worthy of being part of the spapreneurs? I think you are. The question is, are you? Are you just going to make an excuse of going, oh, I'm not ready, or I don't have money, or I don't have enough time, or I don't have a staff, I don't know, I don't know. Excuse, excuse, excuse. You can either continue doing excuses, or you can stop using excuses to hide and start getting to work. I hope you do. Um, next week, we will be talking to Tracy Morgan, not that Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I wish. If I had Tracy Morgan, like Saturday Night Live and 30 Rocks Tracy Morgan, I don't know if I could handle myself. First of all, my husband would, would, would be designed there. No, Tracy Morgan, she is a expert that's going to talk about how we can find more time in our systems to get more stuff done. I can't wait for that interview, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com. Spapreneur.com.